Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars podcast. We are more than just your weekly horoscope. We spill all the tea on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars. It is Jade here. And it's Kara. And we've got a jam-packed week for you. Three things are happening one of which is considered a major astrological event. This is a major week. This is a big, big, big one. So pay attention, write notes. Crazy things are happening. But before we get into it, let's recap. Mercury just entered Taurus. It's only been in Taurus for a teeny tiny bit, but it's there. It's in Taurus. If you're curious to know what on earth Mercury and Taurus means for you specifically, what it means in general, what to expect, definitely listen to last week's episode where we go into way much more detail about Mercury and Taurus. It's pretty important because it does deal with the way we think about things. But before we get into this crazy busy week, This is your regularly scheduled reminder that podcast ratings exist and they are helpful for us. Feedback is appreciated. It is helpful. If you're listening to this on Spotify and you want to leave us a little rating, there's an option to select how many stars you think we deserve. Hopefully it's five. Feel free to just leave a little rating. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review so you can actually write us feedback. Hopefully you're saying nice things. If you don't want to do either of those things, sharing this podcast with a friend is also always super helpful for us. It lets us know that you think we are worthy of sharing with a friend, that you think this information is worth passing along, and we appreciate that. So thank you. Keep doing that if you want. We appreciate the feedback. It helps us do better. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But that being said, let's talk all about this week. We begin this week with an event that only happens once every 13 years. The Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. These two giants are on top of each other on April 12th at 10.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That time, date, and information is from astroseek.com. What does this mean when Jupiter is conjunct Neptune? We see big booms in terms of social media, pop culture specifically. We're already starting to see some of this as we were leading up to the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. This is a really big transit, yes, for, for some of us on a personal level, especially if you have Pisces placements like in your big three or whatever. This could be a big deal, but... Neptune deals with celebrities and things along those lines and Jupiter conjunct Neptune in Pisces, which again is also dealing with the arts that includes movies, television, creative things where celebrities exist. Neptune being again dealing with fame, 
We see a really big day in terms of pop culture, influencer culture, etc. So on that level, definitely pay attention to the things that are happening in the news. I'm sure celebrities who are tapped into astrology are taking advantage of this day and going to publish something really big because the likelihood of fame during this day is really high if you are an artist who's like trying to get discovered or uh, like even an, an athlete someone who's looking to have some type of talent be discovered maybe take advantage of april 12th as well put yourself out there and reap hopefully the the benefits and the blessings of this transit but yeah, definitely pay pay attention to to whatever happens. I'm curious to know. I have a little bit of well, I'll talk about it in a minute, but Kara, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like you almost even undersold, I dare I say, how like impactful it can be because Jupiter also does deal with like travel and things on a global level. So like if you are an artist and you are someone who's like I don't know, going to publish something or if you see artists doing that like the reach really can be so so big and so impactful and that's just like really exciting the optimistic energy will definitely be there I know Jade also touched on the spirituality aspects of it it is just like a very positive time to be creative and to explore your spiritual side and like even just like what your beliefs are and just like find some sort of like meaning or purpose or big picture type of, I don't know, thoughts, I guess, about your life and where you're headed. Another thing that Jade touched a little bit on but did want to just emphasize it again that these are giant planets and they are affecting us on a collective level. So you might not feel this on a personal level very intensely in the same way that you might experience other transits except if you do have planets in Pisces and this is impacting your chart in like a certain way like then yes this will be a big deal but also it is again affecting lots of people and affecting the collective so it might be a little bit more subtle and it might kind of like build or kind of like you know shift into something that's new and different but you won't really be able to put you won't really be able to like place your finger on it exactly until you're kind of looking back on it and reflecting and be like, oh yeah, like Jupiter was conjunct Neptune around then and I started this and now it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. I wanted to talk about too, because Jupiter's been leading up to this conjunction in Neptune for a while. I I actually had this realization quite a, a while back. Now, Pisces, not Pisces, but Neptune. Neptune can deal with deception, right? It's all about being tricked, deceived, scammed. And Pisces energy, well, it's pretty creative. We said this is a very big pop culture transit, deals with TV, movies, etc. Neptune deals with fame. Has anyone noticed the massive amount of media attention scammers have been getting with all these Netflix shows that are coming out? Inventing Anna, for example, that's all about scammers. Even like Bad Vegan dealt with kind of deception, not necessarily scammers. The Tinder swindler, scammer. 
even to like I don't know what the name of the documentary on Elizabeth Holmes is or I think it's a show but Elizabeth Holmes is also like someone who had deceitful practices like all of these things are becoming so popular in the media and I know exactly what did it and it's Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces so not saying that you're going to get scammed or anything because that's probably not it but I'm sure that there might be some more juice coming out about these scammers or even just more media attention from it during during this time I'd wanted to throw that in there because that's definitely noteworthy and worth discussing but if we want to scale things back down to the personal level right because at the end of the day like you're probably listening to this podcast because you want to know how this is going to affect you not the whole world I could be wrong with your intentions but you might feel a lot more influential during this time I wasn't born on the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction back when it happened in Capricorn, but I have Jupiter and Neptune fairly close in my first house because um, the that's around the last time it happened. Well, no, it happened in Aquarius and it happened in Capricorn, but I was in the, the Capricorn generation. I f- found that when you have this large, larger-than-life type planet Jupiter interacting with Neptune like this, on a personal level, you can find yourself becoming almost accidentally more influential. Specifically, like I said, if you have Pisces placements, you'll really notice this more than usual that you just people are listening to what you have to say for some reason. They're following along with what your opinions are, maybe even copying you a little bit, but you just have that extra added boost of influence, which is why influencers get thrown into this this mix of things that could happen during this this time yeah so as far as what you can expect like again if you're an artist or if you're trying to get famous or whatever it is like take advantage of the energy for sure explore your creativity tap into your spirituality and pay attention to whatever comes out in the media I'm curious to see what happens in pop culture and I'm not even really that tuned into pop culture these days but be on the lookout it'll be interesting Let's talk the next thing that happens during this jam-packed week. Mars enters Pisces. Two days later, this happens on April 14th at 11.06 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And during this time with Mars in Pisces, we find that our motivation switches from a more intellectual to being more driven by emotions and dreams so all of this Piscean energy that's happening in the midst of Aries season, it's like a delay on Pisces season feels like, you might be really thinking about your big picture goals and your dreams that you have for the future and, you know, how you want to feel, what your future life looks like. And that dream, that vision that you have for yourself is enough to drive you, is enough to be your motivating factor and or the thing that motivates you. And your emotions, too, can also play a large part in terms of what your energy levels are like. If you're feeling down, you might act on that energy. Not doesn't necessarily mean act out, but act accordingly to that energy and really just let your feelings guide you. Similarly, 
intuition can be a guiding force during this time. If you find that you're more tuned into what your gut feeling is telling you, you get that weird inkling like, ah, maybe I shouldn't go out. Ah, maybe I shouldn't spend the money. Ah, maybe I really should like purchase the thing. Whatever your gut is telling you, like pay attention to it because your your intuition is is a motivator at this time and it's good to listen to your intuition every now and then. Yeah, especially, I don't know, as someone who also has their Mars in a water sign, I really do think that Mars does kind of connect you with that like, you know, that deep like instinct, inner knowing, if you will. And Pisces is a very intuitive energy. So it really is kind of about, you know, just following what feels right. And in a similar way, Pisces is a very adaptable and like changeable type of sign. So if you have been like working on things or maybe things haven't been going in the right way or aren't working out in the way that you want them to or whatever it is, when Mars is in Pisces is a good time to kind of like enjoy the transition, if you will, and kind of like think about putting your effort and energy and action because Mars into like other ways and kind of exploring that or doing something differently. I know that that's like a little bit random, but did did want to mention it because Mars does kind of deal with how we're going about and doing things and also just like trusting the process too and being okay, I guess, if things don't, you know, if you don't have plan A, B, C, D, E, F, you know, the rest of the alphabet, like all planned out, like Mars and Pisces is okay with that. It's kind of like, okay, we're doing this now. We're going to see where it goes and like it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Also too, like Mars also deals with anger and I would assume that in terms of anger, you might either want to like run away from it or take a more passive approach, which it's just worth bringing up. Just thought about that. You know, if you find that you're a little bit more passive than usual, wanting to kind of like run away when things are difficult, like just take note of that. But also with that being said, though, like creative outlets for these feelings of frustration can be super useful if you find that you are getting really flustered and that your emotions are really getting the best of you having some type of, again, creative outlet can really help you feel a lot better and soothed during this time. And the last thing I wanted to mention with Mars and Pisces too is that there is this really strong element of wanting to help others and to heal others. And if you find that that becomes just a bigger priority for you than it normally does, if suddenly you're more willing to listen to a friend or help out somebody in need or even like donate to charity more than usual, whatever it might be, like the the need to help others and to want to heal and fix things can be more important than it normally is. Yeah, even just focusing like on yourself and your own healing and putting yourself first and your own wellness. Like I know we were just talking about burnout and things like that kind of recently on the podcast. You just might be more driven towards healing and focusing on yourself too. So I don't know, that's another thing to kind of look forward to, I think. Let's talk about the aspects that occur during Mars in Pisces. The first one happens on May 4th. Mars is sextile Uranus. This is a really good day to actually, like, we always talk about, like, get outside your comfort zone. But, like, sometimes getting outside your comfort zone requires you to actually take action on these things. Like, yes, like, I I could 
have new ideas and maybe like say something that's different or think differently, which is definitely bold for sure. But sometimes you really need to actually take action to get outside of your comfort zone. And May 4th can be the day that you actually physically do that to take those steps and to be like, you know what, I'm actually going to put on the outfit that's definitely not in my comfort zone or I'm definitely going to ask out that person that I've been afraid to ask out or whatever it is that you're trying to do that's out of your comfort zone. You'll know better than I do. I don't even know what your comfort zone looks like, but May 4th, that's the day. On May 18th, Mars will be conjunct Neptune. So, uh, you know, Neptune, that foggy, foggy energy. In some ways, this is very good for surrendering and tuning into that more spiritual side with, you know, Neptune and Pisces being involved. But, you know, it also is a good day to conceal your actions and motivations or to get things a little bit confused. So, you know, just be be on the lookout for anything that is, for lack of a better word, like sus, suspicious. If something seems a little bit off, you know, Mars can jump Neptune could be the reason. And I just think on a personal level, the best thing to do, I guess, is to lean more into the spiritual, like creative side to this. And the last aspect of Mars and Pisces is on May 22nd. Mars makes a sextile to Pluto. This is really a day where like healing becomes a big priority or if there is we were just saying before with like actually taking action to get out of your comfort zone. Sometimes when it comes to healing, we have to actually put in the work to heal, which can be tough. Like May 22nd can be the day where you really are like thinking deep and actually getting that healing journey started if that's something you've been kind of delaying or avoiding. But yeah, I don't have anything else. Oh, your your motivation also can be pretty like high too. Not like crazy high, but you know, if you're passionate about something, like you might really want to go in and explore it a little bit deeper and to really just jump into it. Speaking of jumping into things, we're going to jump into the next one. The last thing that happens in this crazy week is the full moon in Libra that happens on April 16th at 2.54 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is a nice little afternoon full moon in Libra. This happens at 26 degrees Libra. Now, full moons serve as a time of releasing, letting go, so we can bring in new things into our life and The thing with the full moon in Libra specifically is sometimes we need to let go in order to achieve balance. And Libra is the scales. The interesting thing with, you know, Libra and Aries in this axis is that one really works well alone and the other one works really well with others. And you you'll know for yourself personally where you stand on that spectrum are you someone who is very pro working independently wanting to do things alone or are you someone who is more interested in working with others whether that be in a group one-on-one just having that extra person there 
If you find that you're leaning way more towards one than the other, this full moon in Libra is an opportunity to check in and to be like, whoa, have I just been like completely shutting everybody out because I've been doing everything on my own? Like, can I ask for help? Can I invite in more partnerships into my life? Or are you someone who's like, wow, I am so dependent on other people. I never do anything for myself. Like maybe I should actually try to do something for myself for once without others there. You'll know. Full moon and Libra, check in. I feel like the balance aspect of this really just like makes so much sense because yeah, the full moon is about releasing and this is a thought that I put out, I don't know, a few episodes ago, but you know, you have to release in order to start something new. You can't just like, you know, you have to create space for it first and then have space to bring in whatever the new thing is. So when the full moon is in Libra, it really is a time to let go of the things that are just like causing unbalanced anything in your life. There's like a method, I guess, for like reflecting on your life where it has like the circle and then each like category of life like has its own like pizza pie slice it makes me think of when we used to (laughs) try to describe birth charts like on the podcast way back when but this would be a good time to kind of look at it and be like okay well what's going on in my personal life what's going on at work what what is going on in the spiritual aspects of my life or with my family or in terms of my own health and like kind of figuring out you know what you need to do to kind of regain some type of balance I think in in life in general there's certain times where we kind of focus more on one of those areas of life but if you put you know too much energy in one then you don't have time for the other so again it's a really personal thing it's kind of about what's important to you and what's going on but again this is a good time to kind of reflect on that so that you can release things that you're doing too much of so that you have space to bring in things that you want more of yeah also too Libra also deals with with justice and this could also be a really good time to check in and to look at the intent behind your actions and are you doing, there's really no such thing as the right thing, but are you doing the right thing for you? Are you doing what is right and what is fair for you? Are you doing what is right and what is fair for others? How is that being decided? You have to figure that out. The other thing and the last thing I want to mention about this full moon in Libra is that Libra also does deal with things that are aesthetically pleasing, theoretically. And if you're also not making time in your life to enjoy the beauty of life, the beautiful things in life, whatever that means to you, maybe this is an opportunity that you need to check in and figure out, you know, how you can add in a little bit of beauty into your life or if you're too focused on that like how can you let go of that so you can just enjoy the real the realness of of life and let things come as they do lots to think about with this full moon in libra so let's talk about these aspects some are like okay and some are the sun is sextile mars the moon is trine mars What does that mean? This is really good for actually taking the action on those things that we were just talking about. So if you're like, I really know what I need to do to make a change in my life, to bring back balance into my life, like I'm going to go ahead and do that. You know, you have that added boost of Mars to support you into taking action on those things. With the moon trine Mars too, that's literally taking action on your feelings, on what your emotions are telling you and getting the ball rolling in that regard. Also... 
with the sun sextile Saturn and the moon trine Saturn, there's this long-term focus. So these aren't like things that you're just like changing for in the meantime right now. These are things that when you do change them, they will have lasting They'll, they'll last. These are things that are going to stick around for a while. So even too, if you're thinking of your long-term goals, like maybe your life is wildly out of balance right now and that's not helping you achieve your long-term goals. So by bringing your life into balance, you can work on these things for your future, for the long-term, etc. And there is this like added element of seriousness, some maturity to this that makes this full moon pretty nice despite the other one that I didn't talk about yet but yeah definitely some good vibes in terms of like actually putting these things into motion and having them you know withstand the test of time yeah especially because Libra as an energy is very like relationship focused and kind of focused on making sure that everything, you know, is all well and good. But I really enjoy having Mars there, making those positive aspects because it is kind of allowing you to take a step away from that and to do what is right for you. I know Jay said that before, but it really is about, you know, stepping in and making decisions that – you need to make and they might not be easy because you know the aspect that we didn't mention yet is the square to Pluto so naturally we have the positive Mars energy and the support from Saturn being like okay this is what I want to do this is how it's going to be long term and then the square tense aspect to Pluto you know is kind of I don't know, highlighting the fact that change is hard. And I think that we all have gone through a lot of changes with the pandemic and it's not easy. And I think that that's just important to acknowledge because the square to Pluto, again, is going to kind of bring that out. It's going to bring out maybe some of those like, I don't know, fears or like insecurities or like, I don't know, just like that, like difficult, confusing type of energy but I don't think that that necessarily has to stop you from making the positive changes that you want in your life and releasing the things that don't you know serve you anymore even if it's difficult like you know we've we've been through a lot we we can do it we can keep going fingers crossed yeah I do want to put a disclaimer though that like if you feel really emotional this day or like like things are really a lot Like that's definitely Pluto making this square here being really uncomfortable in terms of our emotions, especially because this is the moon square Pluto. We've also talked about this before too, but being that Pluto's in Capricorn and that is kind of dealing with authority and authority's control over us. And, you know, this is about partnerships and even to like fairness, like if there's a lot of you know, issues with authority that come up or things that are just bothering you more than usual during this day regarding authority. Like, just take note of that. Like, you don't have to do anything about it, but just take note. It's always good to be mindful of what your thoughts are and how you're feeling and how they're related. But there might be some something worth exploring with that feeling. But just, you know, try your best not to get too frustrated I know like moon square Pluto can be a little bit difficult emotionally but 
you know, it, it's just a full moon. It's just, you know, another day. <laughs> another day in the astrology, which is going to be my, my mantra for what's to come. Anyways, next week, we enter Taurus season. And well, one, almost happy birthday to Kara, a Taurus. <laughs> but two, it's not a normal Taurus season. It's eclipse season with some retrogrades in there and some Uranus stuff in there. So stick around for next week and I'll be way more descriptive about what on earth is going to happen in Taurus season. Pay attention to that one. Seriously. I'm telling you because I'm I really think you need to pay attention to next week's episode. You might want like a notebook. Scorpio season two this year, mm-hmm. like April, May, October, November are, are months that you need to be attentive. So with that being said, stick around for next week's episode because we've got a lot to talk about. You're going to want to really tune in. Anyways, if you want to stay in the loop with us as everything keeps developing and as Taurus season approaches and as we're moving and grooving through this lovely astrology, make sure you're following us on social media. We are on Instagram at BLME the stars. It's also the same thing on Twitter and on TikTok. And if you're interested in listening to this podcast on YouTube with closed captions on, go ahead and search Blame It on the Stars podcast on YouTube and we do show up now. That's all for now. And we'll talk next Monday. Bye.